0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coach coast Podcast. We'll be talking week 10, looking over at week 11 as well. But first and foremost, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Hey. usual. Doing amazing. I know Carson put this on his story beforehand, but hey, Ye and, Con- Ye and Drake, they hanging out. Seems like the beef might be squashed.
1: Hopefully, man. Honestly, I, I don't care what they do. I just need music
2: from them to get on a
0: track together. Hop on a track together. Wait, yeah, and care. who? Yeah, and Drake were hanging and out.
2: Drake. Yeah, oh, I don't want to see them on a track together. <laughs> what? You weird? Like, I don't know.
0: Come on, they would dude, make some heat. Dude, dude Kanye I feel like it doesn't Drake mesh. Track?
2: It just doesn't mesh.
0: Oh my god, okay. producing sure. But get OG, OG, they're like, Kanye, OG Kanye out there.
2: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hear gospel Kanye and then, like, Drake, like CLT <laughs> Drake on the same track, you know? That's fair. They'd make it work, though.
0: But uh, we got football to talk about, so we're going to dive into Week 10. And the first yeah, game we I want to talk, talk about, about is the New England Patriots with a 45-7 victory over the Cleveland Browns, a Cleveland Browns team that has faced a lot of adversity this year with injuries. But um, this Patriots team took a risk on Mac Jones, a guy that wasn't a super – you know, highly touted prospect, you know, people thought he'd be taking number three overall with the Niners. Are we regretting that decision yet? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I'm going to hand it off here to Jose uh, to talk about this Patriots team uh, and what you think this game means. Yeah,
2: this this Patriots team is impressive.
0: Um,
2: Mac Jones continues to get better every single week. Like, I he's up there for rookie of the year. Like Najee Harris, we've talked about, Jamar Chase, we've talked about, but Mac Jones deserves his respect too in the conversation. Um, I mean, one of the best, probably the best rookie QB, but the like one of the best QBs this year, like overall. This Patriots team arguably is a top ten football uh, team in football right now. I mean, they just they beat up on the on the Browns. Like this, this Pat's team deserves some respect, and they they could make the
0: playoffs. Yeah, Carson, anything bad?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I felt like, you know, a few weeks ago, we thought like the Patriots were kind of like dead in the water. Like, they, I mean, I I didn't really think they were all that good a few weeks ago, but they've really come on strong. They've really shown that, uh, you know, they're going to be a really strong second half team. And yeah, I mean, Mac, you know, it's not like Mac is, you know, it's not like he's throwing for like 400 yards a game or whatnot or doing anything spectacular, but, you know, he's game managing very well. His completion rate is super high. He's doing what he needs to do, and, you know, he's not forcing anything. He's playing within himself and I think that's perfect for what this team wants to do which is run the ball um, and yeah. you know make throws when needed and make you know accurate throws he doesn't turn the ball over um and I don't know. yeah this this patriots team is very very frisky I mean this is the first time they've really been like kind of like a slept on underdog team in you know two decades so I think that's something yeah. to be said as for the browns um yeah I, I'm not sure about them, man I mean it's just it's tough to evaluate just because like you said they've been so beat up and they've just had so many injuries and so many moving parts throughout the season um and i think once uh once cream and Nick Nick get back um you know we should see them at full form because i think those two are are the heart and soul of the team for sure just those two guys and how dynamic they are mm-hmm. as a running back tandem. But uh, I don't know. I, I think definitely this game shows. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, like the AFC is wide open. I mean, you look, I mean, the Chiefs, you know, they finally started figuring it out, but they've been asked really the Bills. We don't know what to do with the Bills. Same with the Ravens. I mean, I don't know. The Patriots could, you know, definitely, definitely make a run because I think the AFC is very, very wide open. I think just both conferences, really, I think um, there's not really, there hasn't been a clear cut favorite yet to me. I think it's very, very wide open. I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, the NBA season, la- the last season, you know, with the Suns, Bucks. it's, re- it's really kind of anyone's for the taking, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of those teams uh, that we were favored to come out in their conference, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who went down against probably their worst matchup in the league besides the Saints, it seems to be, and the Tampa Bay, I mean, the Washington football team uh, with a 29-19 to victory despite losing a uh, star defensive than Chase Young for the rest of the season. Uh, Brady had two interceptions, I believe, in the first quarter, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Washington's defense just played as well as we expected all season, uh, holding this record-setting Bucks team to 19 points. Uh, Gibson got his two touchdowns in there in a standard breakout game. And uh, Fournette, you know, he seems to get really involved in this offense. He's getting a lot of pass catching, uh, which is something that really surprised me off the bat at the beginning of the year. But um, is it just – what are you guys thinking? Is just Washington just have their number – I mean, honestly, they contended and almost beat Tampa Bay to get them out of the playoffs uh last season. And now they hand them a 29 to 19 loss. Uh so I'll hand it out to Carson here. Do you think they're just a perfect matchup for them, like the Saints are kryptonite-wise?
1: Sure. I mean, I think it's just like Ron Rivera just knows how to uh you know, knows how to game plan against this team. I mean, because you know, Ron Rivera used to be on the Panthers, you know, played the Bucs, played Bruce Arians a lot of times. I think he just, you know, has a good idea of how to game plan against this team and Uh, Yeah, it was very surprising because, I mean, Washington's looked god-awful, you know, this season. And, uh, you know, you think uh, the Bucs, you know, got got ran by the Saints last week. You think they'd come back, you know, and bounce back after a loss like that. And and they did it. It's weird to see them go back-to-back losses like that. Um, So I think it's just they played two teams that, yeah, just have their number, know how to game plan well. I'm I'm still not too worried about them. Um, you know, because they'll be getting Antonio Brown back. They'll be getting Gronk back and they'll be, you know, their offense will be, you know, firing on all cylinders. So I'm not too worried about them. But uh, as for the football team, I mean, shout out to them. I mean, Gibson finally, finally, finally having like, you know, a game that we all expect them to have like every game this year because we were all very high on Gibson. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think, yeah, I would just go with with a bad matchup for sure. I would go with that because I still – I'm not going to sell any – any stock on the Bucks just yet? Unless they have another, if they go three games in a row, if they like lose this next game and look pretty poor, then I'm like, okay, yeah. like wow. so something might be up. But I don't know. I I take this as game plan uh, first.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Know. So uh, I'm gonna hand it off to Jose here to talk about the Chiefs, the 41 to 14 victory over the Raiders, where we see. The MVP himself, Patrick Mahomes, finally come out of this show that he's been in and dropped a 400-yard, five-touchdown game. But, Jose, take it away.
2: Yeah. The Chiefs, I mean, they looked like the old Chiefs. You know, Hill was catching touchdowns and beating guys over the top. Kelsey was getting, you know, outside receptions, inside receptions. He was all over. Mahomes throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns. And Daryl Williams, I believe, finished as RB1 this week. Uh, Yeah. But but word is that Clyde is coming back next week. So I would try to buy low on Daryl Williams if you can. Um, You know, try to convince the owner that his value will be gone once C.E.H. comes back. But I I think Daryl Williams is not going away. Yeah. No, because I mean, he he looks like just a better version of Um, Mm C.E.H. And a much better pass catcher uh, for sure. Um, But yeah, the KC defense, man, like they finally stepped up this game, but also like like a sloppy offensive game from the Raiders. They seem to have no options on offense. Like the did you guys see that catch by Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> uh, it was like deep over top. He beat two men. He was through, and then he just like turned around and like the ball got punched out. And oh, that was yeah, that was, that was, that but that was that's exactly my timeline. Yeah. That's exactly how the game went, though. Like, they were trying to hit Zay Jones up top. You know, they couldn't really get it to Waller that much. This Ray team is really struggling. And, I mean, they faced a Chiefs team who was looking to get hot, and they did exactly that.
0: Yeah, number one in the AFC uh, West Chiefs, which uh, we'll talk about in a second yeah. in terms of teams that have fallen off. But I got to hand this one to Carson, a game that I watched the entirety of. Of course, the 49ers with a 31-10 victory. Uh, Stafford looked tough out there, uh, pick the Jimmy Ward off the beginning, I believe it was off Tyler Higby drop, which was a problem for this Rams team last night. And then Jimmy Ward just took another one of the house. So, um, back to back weeks of Stafford looking poor, uh, on prime time looking bad against that Titans team the week beforehand. And then, um, again, with this poor performance this week, which was pretty subpar, um, I'll hand it off to you, Carson. To talk about the man himself, Debo Samuel, who seemed to have a day out there against the star-studded defense.
1: Yeah, Debo owns the Rams. I mean, Debo's a monster. Um, I uh, one of the one of the best fantasy players this year, and you know, one of the best values. I mean, I think I got him. I think I got him in like the eighth round in our league, and which is just insane. But uh, let's start with the Niners. let will start with the positives. Um, I mean, I'll take a, a page out of Bill Simmons. You know, this, like, he calls this the kitchen sink game where you just – you throw everything in. Like, you're like, you know what? Like, we have nothing to lose. Like, we're really – you know, we're really struggling in terms of, you know, playoff positions. Like, we really need to, you know, get back in this. Like, kind of win or lose, honestly, because if we lose this game, I think, you know, we fall to three and six. It's tough to climb out of that. So, they threw everything there. Uh, you know, Jimmy G looked good. Our defense was fantastic. I mean, everyone was making plays out there. Jimmy Ward – uh, you know our, our defense just looked really really sharp um for the first time probably this is probably the best our de- defense has looked all year um and am really proud of the Niners you know taking care of it at home I mean we, not, we normally don't really play that well at home on uh weirdly enough uh so finally we took care of business at home as for the Rams I think uh I think they're just feeling the pressure, man. I mean, you know, the Rams are, you know, they're like the Brooklyn Nets of the, the, you know, the NFL, they're just getting a bunch of, you know, the, the name, the the name talent alone is just ridiculous on this team. I think, you know, getting Odell, getting Von Miller, it's putting a lot of pressure. That's like, it's really, it's really Super Bowl winner bust. And I think they're, I think they're really feeling it. I think, uh, you know, this week, last week, they've shit the bed the last two weeks against two inferior teams, I feel like. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, to me, I just see it as, uh, like, I feel like they already think they have the Super Bowl trophy just because the talent they have alone, but, like, they got to go out and play. Like, they still got to play the rest of the season. And that That's what I get from them is, like, they just – they think that, uh, you know, they're already kind of a given. So, hopefully hopefully they can get their shit together because they still still got, you know, seven more weeks – or six more weeks? Six
0: more weeks, seven more weeks? Seven. Seven awesome. more if they haven't yeah. had a bye? No, no, they have to buy next week, so they have six weeks left. Yeah, so six weeks left.
1: And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they – that's going to be a test for them. I something to look out for if they start to sharpen up uh, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Because, of course, like this team, that's what they're playing for, the Super Bowl or bust. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if they end up – actually, I
0: don't want to say it. I was going to say let's see if they end up busting, but awesome. Hey, if only – they had Cam Akers this year, nothing against Daryl Henderson, but Cam Akers was having Man. a fantastic end of the year last year. Uh, just would have been yeah. even more star-studded power on this team, which holy crud, that would have been crazy. But yeah. um without any more questions, any more comments, we're to head into some of the biggest questions from this week. So, uh, one of the first things we've got to talk about is Cam Newton, who made his debut again for the Carolina Panthers this past weekend against the Cardinals in a game that they upset them in. Where Cam had two plays on offense. He had a rushing touchdown and he had a passing touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Uh pretty crazy. Oh my God. Uh, it seems to be that uh, coach Matt Rule will be having him take first team steps leading up to the game against Washington, a revenge game where Cam will go yeah. against his former coach Ron Rivera in a game that might have some tension. You know, people were thinking that perhaps Washington should have gone after and got Cam Newton this offseason to create that reunion with um Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. So I think it leads to the question, does Cam really elevate the ceiling at all for this Panthers team and make them respectable over Donald? Because we saw them fall off terribly this season. I think this is the first dub they've had in a long time. So I'll ask Jose here first, uh, what is this move with Cam Newton, especially with the way he breathed a shot in play? What does it look like for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think as far as,
2: you know, the Panthers' chances of being an NFL playoff team. I don't really think it has any implications towards that. However, for fantasy purposes, he does elevate the value of some players, especially guys that we had seen falling off like Robbie Anderson, um, or, you know, Cam Newton himself last year had 12 rushing touchdowns, you know, with CMC still, I mean, he goes to the tent, seems like every, every play, um, You know he's obviously still dealing with something. Cam Cam's going to be used at the goal line without a doubt. He's going to be used at the goal line, and he has rushing upside. I think if he can get you know a decent amount of yards on the ground, he doesn't need to throw for a ton of yards. You know, I mean Jalen Hurts gets 20 points throwing for 100 yards and rushing for 100 yards. Like it's it kind of nuts how much you know how much rushing yards add to a QB's value, and I think Cam. Cam definitely still has that in the bag. Hey, yeah, they're the currently Panthers?
0: seventh oh, in the so NFC so. in terms of playoff picture, by the way, which is crazy to think. But Carson, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, yeah, the Panthers are in such a weird spot. They have like a QB history going on. I mean, they got Cam, they got PJ Walker, Darn. So is Darnold is Darnold hurt or he, is he? Or is she not playing him?
0: He's out. He's hurt. He's, he's out, out for the that. year. I don't expect. Oh, he's out for the year. Okay. I was gonna say I was gonna expect they shut yeah. him down at this point.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, Cause I mean, I thought PJ Walker was like showed some, you know, some signs, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do. Cam. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't know if he pushes them to like, yeah, like playoff contender or anything, but it's definitely going to make them much, much more fun to watch because this team, like you could just tell yeah, Darnold, right. like just lost it with, with this team. I mean, they were just so, so over it. his, his, uh, his mediocrity. And uh, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if Cam elevates him too much because I mean, last year we saw, he just still, you know, was really bad throwing the ball, but um, I think if they just stick to a, a ground and pound, like with him and hopefully CMC can stay healthy, a lot of short intermediate throws with, you know, they have great receivers that could do that. With, you know, like you said, Robbie, did get DJ Moore back in the, in the action and we'll see. I think it definitely makes them more frisky and more of a, more to deal with just because you you have that element that you have to deal with with cam as a an opposing defense but i don't know if it i, I don't know how much it, it, it makes them a little bit more respectful i don't know how much more but ju- just a little bit more for sure and it's gonna yeah. be fun to watch i've so seen cam take off the helmet and scream on back that was so <laughs> so hard that, was, that just made the week
0: yeah um uh, also, uh, just looking at the bubble on the NFC playoffs, uh, Vikings, Niners, and Falcons seem like the other three teams that would be contending with the uh Panthers for this last playoff spot as well. You gotta put the Saints in there as well. Uh currently sixth. But um we'll move on. Uh first key counter, we'll keep it going, we'll keep it looking at but uh um, three. So we yeah, we kind of just um, uh, talked about the Rams earlier, saying that this kind of need to bring back together the talent. So we'll move on to the next question, which is one yeah. that I really want to talk about, is the other team that plays in SoFi Stadium, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, it seems like they've kind of hit this plateau this season. You know, Justin Herbert came off electric. Uh, you know, looking like an MVP candidate. Uh, he's still playing well, though, no doubt about that. But Mike Williams, seems like it's just been a fluke season for him coming off uh, coming off on fire to begin the last couple, first couple of weeks. Um, Austin Eckler's still been excellent. Keenan Allen's been taking a jump. But this team just isn't somehow putting together. So, Carson, I'm going to ask you, are the Chargers just back to their old ways of being mediocre with the way they've just been dropping games recently?
1: Yes, 100%. I mean... Like the defense, they have the talent on defense, but I think their defense is just very, very inconsistent. You can run the ball on them a ton. And I think uh I think it's just Herbert, uh, you know, Herbert's been fine. This it, it, he's definitely not been terrible or anything, but I don't think it I think he's just having a little little sophomore slump, a little sophomore jinx. You know, teams have more film on him and whatnot. And I think that plays into it a little bit. I mean, Herbert, in terms of just like fantasy wise, I mean, Herbert Loki been kind of been kind of bad. I mean like you take away the the 40 point game, the massive game against Cleveland, and they had two 30 point games against KC mm-hmm. and uh, Philly. But then all those other games you got a 13, a 14, 21, 11, 13 and 12. I mean, that's like really really bad for a quarterback cuz like a quarterback like most quarterbacks should be getting you at least like 18 to 20 points, like at least. And he's like been below 15 on like a ton of games. So that that's really been tough. That's just something I'm like, damn, like, cause it's just Herbert. You don't really think of, you think of just last year, Herbert, he's just, you know, awesome and everything this year. Fantasy wise, a little little bit, a little underwhelming for sure. And uh, I definitely think they are back to the old ways. I do like that. They've, you know, they've closed out some close games this year. I think that's a good sign moving forward, but uh, I don't know. I just think uh, just the chargers maybe aren't there yet. I mean, as long as they have Herbert, they're going to be fine. Um, you know, in the future. But I just think that, uh, like, it's just yeah. not their year. I think they, they need to add a couple more pieces on defense and uh yeah.
0: you know, yeah. from there. Because we came out on this show and the award prediction, and we said that this was Brandon Staley's award to lose, and it seems like it's slipped away from his fingers yeah. ra- rather easily at this point. Uh, just going back yep. for the Chargers, um, ever since that Ravens game, I mean, they've been one in three, actually, yeah, one in three in their last four games, uh, with their one sole victory being a three point win over the Eagles, which isn't very enticing to see. Um, I mean sure they've lost some quality teams with the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Vikings all with eyes towards the playoffs, but you got to win one of those games like you got to come out and, and be a team that's going to be a contender because at this point the only contenders they've seemed to the only contender they seem to have beat is the chiefs at this point and because the browns seem like they're falling off so, Not a good sign out there um, on the other side of L.A. So the question I'm going to ask Jose this one here first. Uh, It's been kind of interesting, this MVP race, people saying that this person's the front runner, this person's the front runner. We thought King Henry was going to run away of this award, literally uh, the way he is, because he's still tied for first in rushing. uh, As crazy as it is, as crazy as Jonathan Taylor's been these last couple of weeks, uh, they're still tied in the amount of rushing yards that they have. But I got to ask you, Jose, if you were to pick today to win – the player to win the MVP, who would it be? You know what I'm about to say. You it's got to
2: be Dak Prescott, man. <laughs> it's got to be Dak, bro. Because, okay, hear me out, hear me out. We are arguably a top five offense in football. We are seven and two. Allen has been inconsistent. Murray has been inconsistent. Brady, you know, he just struggled, you know, two weeks in a row against the Saints and yep. the, the football team. Dak hasn't really struggled. I mean, we had that game against Denver. It was a fluky game. He still threw two touchdowns. Like, Denver also just lost to the Eagles. So, I mean, we bounced back in a huge fashion against Atlanta. At this point right now, Dak is my MVP.
0: Carson, um, who do you have?
2: I mean, yeah,
1: I can definitely um, – I'm not going to argue against Jose on that one, to be honest, because, yeah, I mean, you list off all the names. Yeah, like like even Stafford. Stafford shit the bed the last two weeks. Murray, you know, I'm not sure with Murray. Josh Allen's, you know, they, I mean, Josh Allen lost the Jaguars. So, to me, he should be out of it, honestly, just because of that. Um, I, I would say it should and still be Lamar, um, but – then. And then Lamar, I mean, he sunk it up against the, you know, the freaking Dolphins who have looked god-awful this year. So, I mean, every other candidate has had, like, a really, really, like, a a massive red flag on their MVP case. Yeah, except for Dak. And then you look at last year when they didn't have Dak. They were god-awful. And, yes, their defense, like, has improved um, since last year. But I think uh, that's just a testament. You look at, you know, last year, no Dak. This year, Dak, and it's – completely different, you know, it's night and day. And, uh, so, yeah, I definitely, um, I think Dak, it helps Dak because just, you know, no one's really talking about it too much about him being, you know, MVP. They're letting you know, everyone's talking about the Staffords, Brady, you know, Lamar, Kyler, whatnot. He's just in Dak, Josh Allen, and Dak's just kind of doing this thing, just, you know, flying by. And I think, uh, if he's, it really should be, if he's the most consistent one, which he has been, um, then yeah, I, I could I, I could definitely see Dak. I think to me it's front runners, Lamar and Dak. Well Lamar uh, is not that uh, nice after that Dolphins performance, though. Cause yeah, that was that was we're really first down. in the yards per game.
2: Out. Um fifth in total passing yards, fourth in total passing yards per game. I mean with Mike McCarthy is, as your coach. Is, <laughs> yeah, like this is let me see in points per game. We are first in points per game. So,
1: Hey, that Dan Quinn revenge game was real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure was. was Um, But, no, I got to say, Kyler, I got to play devil's advocate against you guys. Kyler has been number one in terms of yards per pass. Uh, He's been number one in terms of completion percentage. I mean, sure, he doesn't have as many touchdowns passing as Dak does, just three short, but, I mean. No one expected the Cardinals to be the top of this division. Everyone was going to, wouldn't have. Been, no one was surprised when we saw the Dallas Cowboys come out here and at least be top of the division. Sure. It was surprising the way that they came out and they almost beat the box on opening night. But I mean, no one's extremely surprised of the way the Cardinals, because people, we all thought, you know, as good as the Cardinals are, this is a tough division. Like we expect them to finish third or fourth. It's just simply the amount of town in there. But we saw what happened this weekend when they didn't have Kyler Murray. They go out there and they get blown out by a sorry Panthers team that we've recognized over the last couple of weeks. It's just not been the team that we expected them early on in the season when they just added Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think Kyler adds so much more to this team that people don't realize yet. Um, I think it's going to come when it comes playoff time. Um, he's going to really need to show out. And I think he will. I think he's a young star in the making. Uh, he does. However, they'll have to play every other game for the rest of the year because if he misses three games, it's going to be hard because that's going to be the argument with Carson Wentz a couple of years ago, because Carson Wentz rightfully deserved that MVP trophy. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. And Tom Brady just kind of came in there and stole it because he had more games played as good as Carson Wentz was that year. But I think in yeah. terms of storyline, you got to look at it that way. I think, when it comes down to it, even if Dak, you know, they might have, he might have a little bit better numbers. I think the way that Kyler's come out here, competed in the toughest division in football um, early preseason, one of the toughest divisions in football uh, and be able to win this division. Um, I think that's extremely impressive. And especially he's got a state mark win going against the Rams, I believe at their own home and beating them. But yes, it does hurt that that he lost against the Packers. Um, uh, and then they just lost against the Cardinals. But he—I mean the uh, Panthers—but he wasn't even in that game. So what? He has one loss on the season. Am I correct on that? Uh, uh, yeah, he has one loss in the Murray season. Murray yeah. To the Packers. Murray has one loss. Yeah, Packers quarterback against a hot Packers team, which is number one in the NFC right now. So oh, shit, that'll be my. Um,
1: I mean, the Cowboys—they got Chiefs, Raiders, Saints football team twice, and then. Uh, Giants, Cardinals, Eagles. So, and then the uh, the cards have Seahawks, Bears, Rams, Lions, Colts. Cow- yeah, Cowboys. Dak's case um, is
0: hurt by the fact that his running game is way better than Kyler. I feel like that's the one thing that hurts because his off- that offensive line for the Cowboys is significantly better. Uh, I would say the receiving core is probably going to give the edge to uh, the Cowboys in that case. And like I said, Zeke and Tony Pollard are nothing, nothing compared to what like. James Conner and Edmonds are because those two guys are figuratively backup running backs the way that they uh, yeah. were. And no disrespect
1: to those two though, because both of them have been doing, they've been very solid fantasy wise, but in terms of like fun. actual football production, like, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next question, um, which just leads it right up. Uh, are the Cardinals losing ground for this top spot in the NFC if the Cow- Packers and Cowboys heating up? Do you think they can hold on in this race? As we were just talking about, so Jose, what do you have to say about this?
2: Yeah, number one, number one thing is they just got to get Kyler healthy. They they need him. They really, I mean, they pulled out a win against the Niners with Colt McCoy, but they cannot count on Colt McCoy to just come in and and play anywhere near to Kyler's standards. Um, you know, and they've got a big divisional game this week against the Seahawks. They really need Kyler. Um, and I mean, you said it. The run game, the run game has been, you know, has been decent. But without Kyler, like, it's not complete because Kyler's contributes to that run as well. Um, and the Packers are hot on their tails. I mean, they they're tied with the same record now. The Cowboys are seven and two um, with a relatively easy schedule besides the Chiefs um, coming up. So they they've got to make they've got to make noise. Mm-hmm. Arshen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, but, yeah, in their defense, uh, Cardinals, Cowboys, they both have two very favorable schedules left. Uh, compared to the Packers, too, I'm looking at their schedule right now, uh, kind of <laughs> number four. Very frisky schedule <laughs> coming up. <laughs> they, got, I mean, they got the Vikings twice, To You know, Vikings have a very, very good offense, very potent offense. Uh, Bears wants. I mean, they own the Bears, but then you have Rams, Ravens, Browns who hopefully, you know, be healthy by Christmas um, and then the Lions. So that's a dub. But I mean, you know, Ravens, Rams, Browns, Vikings. I mean, four very, very, very good teams. Um, I don't know if the Vikings are a good team, but they're a scary offense. A for sure. Out, uh, uh, yeah, t- exactly. A tough out um, who always play the Packers very hard. So I think they have the toughest schedule out of the three. Um, but it's going to come down to the wire for who, who wants that uh, who, who wants that one seed. And then, of course, the Bucks. you know, throw the Bucks in there as well. I think those are the four teams that are, are really going to be uh, fighting and positioning for that one seed because that, that first-round buy is going to be very, very coveted, especially coming off, you know, an extra week of the season. It's going to be very, very important. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very intriguing because, yeah, hopefully it will come down the wire with, with, with those four teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm missing out. I forgot the Rams, too. The Rams will probably
0: be, probably be in there. But actually, if oh, they keep definitely. looking like
1: they have been, maybe probably not. So
0: Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the Rand- the Cardinals will have the tie break. actually it depends on how this next game goes against them. But, hey, do we think the Chiefs have a good shot still getting this number one seat? You know, the Titans just got to lose two games. Bills and Ravens got to lose one. And the Chiefs got to find a way. Do you think it's still very much possible, even though they had a rough start to the season?
1: By how this season's looked, hundred percent. I mean, this season has been super wonky. I mean, like, like team, like teams beat the teams that they're you know not supposed to beat, but then they lose to the teams they're supposed to be. The season's been all over the place. But I mean, the the Chiefs. Hopefully, this isn't a one game fluke, and they're just you know finally getting hot and finally figuring themselves out at the right time. And if that if that's the case, if you know if they actually are figuring it out, then a hundred percent, hundred
2: percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. bold take. Yeah. The Patriots will finish number one in their division this season. I, uh, can see it. I think I they can beat up the it. Bills. I don't think they beat I Bills think are. the
2: Bills are.
1: I think the Bills have the kind of the same problem as the Rams because like the Bills were like super super heavy favorite coming in, and I think they just. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they're just feeling the pressure of like everyone anointed us as you know the, uh, the AFC the preseason AFC champion, and then they haven't been. They haven't been going out and doing it really because mm-hmm. they've yeah, they've definitely looked very
0: weird in spots. I see the Colts making a comeback and making the playoffs at only five and five, just one game out. Oh, percent I mean, the way
1: Taylor, I mean, Taylor, they to me like they could easily be like the the Titans of a couple of years ago, you know, and Taylor's that that Derek Henry for them because he's been oh my god, he's been such a monster.
0: Yeah. Teams 8 through 12 in the AFC are realistically contending for the playoffs right now, which is crazy. Those, those ones AFC is deep, man. I think the AFC is a lot deeper
1: than It's way than deeper. NFC.
0: It's way deeper. It's not what we expected. I mean, look, the Seahawks lose Wilson, then they go out there and they get embarrassed first time the Russell Wilson where to get shut out. Uh They're 14th in the NFC. Um, The Giants haven't really been particularly good. Uh, The Washington football team hasn't been well. I mean, the Eagles have been surprising because they're the second-best team in that division. We thought they'd be bums the way they played this year. The Falcons Mm -hmm. somehow have four or five. The Niners and the Vikings both underperforming tremendously. I would have expected them to be clearly in this playoff race above teams like the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. But, hey, we can finally say on this show now that I no longer have to get the Saints tattooed on my forehead since they are ineligible to win 14 games this season. (laughs) Huh. Wait. So, oh yeah. I'm dude. not counting playoffs. I'm not counting playoffs. That was not. Yeah. That was not yeah. thought about. Yeah. But, no. 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 Yeah. That man. that was not involved. We
2: of the no, most games they could win. I was 13. Damn. That's not
0: <laughs> how it either. But okay. Um, They're not winning 13 novice. games anyways. But uh, we're talking yeah. about the top fantasy performers and failures at each position this week. So looking at the quarterbacks position, obviously we'll shout him out, but he's QB one this week, Patrick Mahomes. Finally coming out of this bubble, 36.24 points in a huge performance, uh, tying his season high in passing TDs in top and topping his season high in passing yards. Uh, Lamar and Russell Wilson both finding themselves in the L categories for quarterbacks. Lamar with 15.42 points, a game that Jose and I actually commented and watched a lot of. Uh, this Dolphins team sent a very good pass rush against them. Uh, Javon Holland extremely involved uh, the rookie out of Oregon, was blitzing a lot there. And they're really the make- they made it hard for Lamar out there. It was hard for him to get a lot of passes off, yeah. a lot of dink and dunks towards the end of the game. But Lamar scored less points than Trevor Simeon and Mac Jones. Uh, pretty interesting to see there. But then looking at Russell Wilson with his 5.64 points, uh, two interceptions in a return yeah. and injury, outscored by Brian Hoyer, who only came in for one part of the fourth quarter for the, Cle- for the uh, New England Patriots in that blowout versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, Looking at the W's, though, got to shout out Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram. Uh, Dearness Johnson, I believe, in his second start as a Cleveland Brown with 22.7 points. Just another great performance uh, from a guy that's a lead back in Cleveland because they just seem to always be doing something out there. And Mark Ingram filling in for Alvin Kamara in a game uh, without, you know, honestly, without their star running back. Uh, Mark Ingram, one of the most loved guys on that New Orleans team, I believe broke the rushing yards record. Uh, to have the all time record for the Saints um, in terms of career rushing yards, as he scored a touchdown and made some work in the past game. Uh, in terms of L's from the running back position, we got Josh Jacobs, his first game in single digits all season with only 16 that rushing That's crazy yards. to me. It is because Jacobs has been out a lot of games. You got to remember that as well. But 8.6 sure. points, his worst game of the season. And Cordell Patterson, also his worst game of the season with 4.9 points, far from his usual self, though it has been emerged that. Uh, this was due to suspected angle injury that he endured during this game versus Dallas. Um, in terms of wide receiver W's, we gotta give a shout out to former 49er Kendrick Bourne with 24.1 points. Uh, he's been doing very well recently with 100, scrimmage, 100 plus scrimmage yards and a touchdown in this game versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Hunter Renfro, he is literally Cole Beasley of last year. He has not had, he's only had one game under 10 points, um, with two games in a row with 17 and a half plus points. Uh, Good to see from Hunter Renfro. Mike Williams, it just seems like it's time to sell stock on him. It's almost drop-worthy in this opinion. I I don't think he's going to be much. He's good to stash on your bench or just try and get rid of I think he's like Allen Robinson at this point in terms of value uh, with 7.3 points. Uh, DK Metcalf, his worst game of the season, his only performance under 11 points this year. Uh, You know DK is going to bounce back as one of the most physically dominant receivers in the NFL. Uh, Hunter Henry just point three points away uh, at the tight end position, W, from being tight end one. He's tight end four in the season. A surprise because we expected Johnny Smith to be the guy out there in New England. And Darren Waller being the L at the tight end position with 6.4 points, uh, four catches for 24 yards. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the season, he had 19 receptions in that Monday uh, night opener versus the Ravens. Uh, nineteen sorry, nineteen targets, which was actually insane. We thought he was on a way to an offensive player of the year season, which it seems like a different wide receiver uh, on the West Coast by the name of Cooper Cup it looks like he's going to secure that award at this point, which is going to lead us right into wider into the Week Ten Fantasy Team of the Week, brought to you by Jose. Take it away.
2: This week we got Mr. Patty Mahomes putting up thirty six point two points in a year that's been so weird for QBs. I feel like we have not had. Like a legitimate QB one. I mean, Pat um, just took the QB one spot um, from this game. But before that, like there was none. Um, RB one is Daryl Williams. This game had a ton of fantasy studs. Uh, RB two, Ramondre Stevenson with twenty-seven. Wide receiver one, Debo Samuel with thirty point three, and then wide receiver two, Stephon Diggs with 30.2 Two uh former chill players. Well, D is still there but yeah, that could have been my that um, could have been
0: my line this week, but yeah. yeah. We had three of those Tra- guys.
2: Oh, Daryl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. Um,
1: and and then
2: Tyler beat Chan, man.
1: I still almost beat that fool.
2: I needed you to be honest, but Travis Kelsey Nineteen point nine, and then our flex Steady Lamb himself twenty eight point six, and the defense to go with it. Dallas Cowboys twenty one points, and Zane Gonzalez revenge him against the Cardinals seventeen points for a total of two forty, which is pretty low. Yeah, it's
0: like, pretty low. I
2: feel like last year we were getting into three hundreds and shit, and like
0: we haven't had a tight end this like in the, just... the top like like, in the top 20, like, high 20s in a while. Because, I mean, his running back, you know, wide receiver production is pretty solid. What, that's about, like, 120 between those guys, which are the main scores. But, I mean, we didn't see a huge game from Cooper Cup. I mean, it's funny to say that when he still had, like, 20, what, four points or something like that. Um, He's yeah. well over 1,100 1, yards this season and 10 touchdowns. That's crazy to see because like that would be a good season from Cooper Cup, like before this year we would be like wow like that's a good year 1100 100 yards and 10 touchdowns that's good but um working to to the week 11 output uh waiver wire pickups uh Jose keep going yeah uh my I don't, I don't I don't necessarily
2: want to call him my number one pickup, but he is my number one waiver claim in our league and that's Jamal Agnew over his past five games, averaging twelve point zero four points per game in PPR leagues, been the most consistent Jaguars option by far. I mean, we thought it was going to be Chenault or Marvin Jones or Chark or Etienne, and none of those guys have you know really panned out, done anything. Um, rostered in only nine percent of ESPN leagues, and another Jaguar who we no one expected, Dan Arnold traded over. Uh, over his past five games, has averaged ten point seven. Uh, points per game in PPR and been a really consistent tight end during that span, only rostered in 27% of leagues. I mean, at the tight end spot, like almost 11 points per game every that's week. That's, that's value. Yeah. Uh, you
1: just want your tight end putting up double digits really.
2: Yeah. Or near, or near around it. Um, yeah. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Next up, uh, I talked about Cam. He's only rushed. He's only rostered in 12% of leagues and he's got, good rushing upside. If, you're, if your QB play has been struggling, I recommend picking him up. I had Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson this week. Both combined for like 12 points. Sheesh. I
0: don't
2: know. But, uh, for me. Should have picked him up, dude. I was going to and I never did. But that eight
0: um, point dub.
2: Next up, game. we got Tyler Conklin over the Past seven weeks has also averaged around 11 per game, and it is around 10 points per game on season as a whole. Ranked as tight end 11, only rostered in 37.5 percent of leagues. He needs to be picked up. He is, he is targeted and used a lot in that offense. And then Kendrick Bourne, since week three, has averaged 13.2 points per game in PPR, more than Amari Cooper during that time. And only rostered in three percent of leagues.
0: That's crazy.
2: That's that's nutty. That's As a boomer bust type of flex, like he's got he's got very good upside. Um, and then Elijah Moore, past four games averaged over sixteen points per game, four total touchdowns during that time, and only rostered in thirty seven percent. He's been effective no matter who's been at QB. I mean, he caught a touchdown from Josh Johnson of all QBs. So he, he needs to be rostered. Josh Johnson went off
0: that one game. He played. Oh, he was like a top five <laughs> quarterback that week. Yeah, he went. Yeah, off that was against mad. the Colts in garbage time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, those are the guys you gotta look but, yeah. out for in the waiver wire. But um, Carson, take it away with the must-win games heading into Week Eleven.
1: Yeah, we got our must-win games, and then we'll do our betting after it finished off. We got the Bucks. Um, you know they're at home uh, versus the Giants on Monday Night Football. Uh, they lost two straight, two you know, two duds um, against two teams that just know how to game plan against them well, and uh, they definitely need to bounce back. Uh, you know, I expect Brady to have a massive game, even though the uh, the Giants are uh uh you know pretty solid defense. Um. The Raiders uh, at home against Cincinnati. I'll say uh, really a must game, a must win game for both. To be honest, um, you know both teams in similar spots. You know the Raiders they lost two straight to the Giants. Casey they got blown out, um, and their seasons on the line. So let's see if they can you know rally once more. If they're if they're really you know kind of done for the season because it's just they you know the Raiders have had so much so much to deal with. Uh, you know off the field on the field. Um, and, you know, if they don't win this game, they got a really tough rest of the schedule. You know, Bengals, Cowboys, football team, uh, Cleveland, Kansas City, Denver, uh, Indy, Chargers, all very, very, you know, solid teams. Uh, they're all, you know, above 500 uh, besides the football team. But, so yeah, definitely the Raiders got to win against uh, Cincinnati. And then the Ravens, I mean, you know, yeah, really embarrassing against the Dolphins, to be honest, because the Dolphins, have looked like a two-pack ass the whole season. They've looked like one of the worst teams uh, in the NFL, and then they just knew they somehow knew figured out Lamar Jackson for a day. Um, so they definitely need to make a statement against the Bears. I'm really excited for that QB matchup. Watching you know, Fields and, and Jackson. Um, you know, if I'm Fields, uh, you know I'm watching your tape and I'm watching Lamar's tape. Like I- I'm looking at Lamar as someone to model my game after. Um, five Justin yeah. Fields. So this should be a very, very fun game watching both of those studs uh you know go back and forth. And uh yeah, they gotta pick up Steam because uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna face the gauntlet of a, a pretty solid division in you know their AFC North Division because they're gonna get the Browns who you know probably be a lot more healthy when they play them, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh Browns again. So yeah, definitely. Definitely gotta win a game against the Bears. These are the type like like Miami, which they didn't do. Like these are the kinds of games that that you uh, that you need to win. Um, and so we'll, we'll end it off with the betting. Uh, Cowboys Chiefs, fifty six points for the over. Don't, um, care. Don't care. You know, doesn't matter. I mean, the Cowboys put up a crap ton of points. This this should be a shootout. I honestly, I might. I might just go under just to hedge like my own personal, like bet like my personal enjoyment of the game. Like, oh, okay, I might lose money, but then if I do, then we're gonna see a massive, massive shootout.
0: It could be um, 28, 21 ooh. for all we know.
1: Sure, which would still be awesome. So def- definitely definitely the over. These two teams should, you know, if they're not going back and forth, at least someone's gonna put up, you know, a lot of points. Um Saints, uh, you know, they're getting a point and a half. Um, you know, against the Eagles who Eagles, we're not really sure what they really get from that. What we get from them, and you know, the Saints have a fantastic defense. That's great against the run. That's you know probably the argument. You know probably the best team against the run. And the Eagles have shown they've really, really uh, wanted to establish the run, whether it's hurts or they're all you know twelve of their different running backs they have that aren't named Miles Sanders. So, uh, so Saints, you're know, getting a point in half. We're taking that. Uh, the Ravens, uh, you know, minus six against the Bears. Um, you know, take away that Dolphins game. And the Ravens usually love to beat up on mediocre to bad teams and they're going to win. It should be by at least a touchdown. So we, we love them, uh, you know, minus six. And then, uh, you know, the Niners, you know, minus six and a half against the Jags uh, you know, they should be fired up coming off a huge, massive, massive win against division rival, the Rams, they should be stoked. They should feel like, oh, like our season, you know, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. They should feel really rejuvenated and uh, against the Jags team that, you know, is one of the worst teams in the league. So they definitely uh, should be should be able to cover that for sure. So those are our four bets. So, yeah, Cowboys Chiefs uh, over 56. Saints getting uh, a point and a half uh, against the Eagles. Ravens minus six against the Bears. And then – uh you know, Niners minus six and a half, minus seven, whatever your line is around there. If it's seven and a half, definitely tease that down to you know at at, at most seven. Uh, but yeah, against the Jags, so yeah, those are our uh, our picks, our picks for the week, and and we'll put a we'll get you guys a graphic and stuff.
0: Give me game of the year with the Cowboys and Chiefs. I feel like that's going to be insane. You get Dak Prescott going against Patrick Mahomes. I want to see the Cowboys pull off an upset. I'd love to see it because I feel like watch it. Watch it be like a defensive <laughs> defensive showdown. It's like that's a
2: fucking Jags Bills, nine to six. It's guaranteed Chiefs, over 40. The Chiefs
1: are favored this game, right? They're yes, like two and
2: a half. Probably, yeah.
1: I don't know why, man. I think it really should be the Cowboys. I mean, the, the Chiefs, yeah, they look great against the Raiders, but that was the first game they looked great in a long, long time. This is the first game that looked great since like the beginning of September. So I, I don't know why the Cowboys
0: aren't favored, to be honest. Hey, you can get the New Orleans at plus 105 right now in betting. I think that's excellent. But is it uh, is it in Kansas City? Um, oh yeah, it is.
1: Okay, and then I, yeah. I kinda see it, but still.
0: Who do you think's pulling off the upset this uh-huh. week? Do we think Washington does? Washington's I mean like a like one of the not like saying like the Cowboys, because there's plus one twenty, but like I could see, I could see the Washington football team pulling it off. I could, uh, I could see the Colts beating the Bills plus two seventy. I think that's extremely oh, yeah. good value. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, can see I it guess against a good Buffalo rush defense, I don't care. I think Jonathan Taylor's matchup proved at this point.
1: Um, I mean, maybe the Falcons, just because you know they're not going to play nowhere near as bad as they did last week. That's a given. That's really the only other like, team I can maybe see, but like
0: We're Or maybe the Lions. If the Lions just the Browns. Can we see a Browns just downfall. Yeah, maybe they
2: lose to the Lions.
1: The Lions are
2: the Lions.
1: The Lions are not god awful. Like yeah, the record like makes it seem like that, but they play hard, man. They just don't the have the talent. They're the best team
0: in the league, obviously, but they're one of the best yeah, teams we've seen. They
1: just don't have the talent. I mean, give them like another like. Like I'm excited to see if they're if they're uh
0: don't well, fire I mean, Campbell under any Yeah, don't
1: fire Campbell. Give him at least another couple of years. I, I want to see if their uh, their front office can, you know, like they can finally make some smart decisions for the first time in like 60, 70 years. Um, let's see if they can, you know, draft the right players these next couple of years. Cause I think they have a they have a, a coach that you know they love to play for, and they just gotta get their talent. They, they just gotta get some more talent and we'll see. But and they gotta get another quarterback besides Jared Goff.
0: No, what I think they should do in this year, especially the way the draft looks, take a top offensive lineman of their first pick and the second round, there's going to be tons of stud quarterbacks with boom or bust potential in the second round and the top second round. You got to reach for one of those guys. Like whether Malik Lewis slips out, I mean, whether, I mean, the way he's been playing, Kenny Pickett's probably be the number one quarterback, but like Sam Howell could find his way out of the first round. Spencer Rattler could declare... I don't care. Any of those guys have plenty of talent. And I think they'd be worth a set cop with round second round pick because they yeah. need a the guy to go in there. And if not start make Jared Goff, at least compete for this role, because who's Jared Goff you competing against like get a Teddy Bridgewater, some kind of guy that can just go in there and just game manage, dump off Deandre Swift and get a wide receiver for God's sake. Like yeah. Some Sammy Watkins level dude, because they don't even have that.
1: Yeah, get some receivers. Uh, you know, just draft best available. Yeah, get another stud lineman to put next to Sewell. Or, you know, if they're you know, if there's like a, a god tier you know level defensive end or lineman or something, go after them. Just yeah, best best available. I think should be. Uh, oh yeah. Game plan for the
0: Lions. I'd say besides Evan Neal out of Alabama, they don't need another offensive tackle yeah. because they already have two. So. We talked about the Lions way longer huh. than I
1: thought we were, but I just had to make that point because they 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 have no wins, but, like, they play hard, man. Like, I can't
0: lie. Yeah, like, imagine them with oh, – that would never happen. Like, Deshaun Watson gets traded there. He he'd requests a trade the next day. He <laughs> you know, requests a trade to, to leave, huh? Hey, get Baker hey, out
2: Hey, I hope Kayvon enjoys his last, his last days here because Detroit is going to be a hell of a lot different. If,
0: Nobody else should go number one besides Davido at this point. Like no, at all. Wait, There's isn't no he? Way. Uh, is he a junior?
2: He's, a, he's going. He's going. Red draft, shirt. So. He's a red shirt junior. Yeah. He's a senior. Yeah.
1: Oh. I thought I thought K was I thought he was way younger. I thought he was like a
0: sophomore or something. Nah, he should go number one, no doubt. Isn't he our? No.
1: Isn't he our class? Like our or my high he's school
0: a, class? He's just. He'd be a. He senior. might
2: be. Okay, wait. Cause last year didn't count, and then I think he redshirted once, so he might be like a sophomore by eligibility, but check, he's like a check. senior.
0: Kevin Thibodeau is a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. so he's a redshirt so, sophomore. So he's your age, Carson. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like my high school class. He's, so
0: he's December fifteenth, two thousand.
1: Okay, so can he? Yeah, is he? Is he allowed to? Uh, is he allowed to leave even though he's only like technically played?
2: Two years he can leave, yeah, because yeah, he's three years removed, yeah, that's all. At nine. Okay, and it's just, okay. he's graduating this year, like he's actually graduating.
0: Yeah, I just wish the Niners had a pick in the draft. Oh, I just want one of those top guys.
2: And if, it's if the season be some- ended today, the uh, the Eagles would have picks five,
0: 10, and 15. Oh, and the Giants have like top three pick, top like three top picks as well, yeah. Hey, what yeah, no, that e- yeah.
1: The Eagles, the Eagles should just start like scat- yeah, like start looking at need, guys right now. They,
0: they need Hamilton out of Notre Dame. That dude's going to be a ball hawk for them, especially for secondary. That's just been subpar for them for a while. Oh yeah. Besides Darius Slay, who just doesn't seem to age at this point. So yeah, Slay solid. But hey, we'll be back to you next week with another episode of Ghost Coast Podcast. Without further ado, signing out. Peace.